Blog Talk Radio. For knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
Microphone check. Microphone. This is the foundation, y'all. We are high frequency. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Sot L. And uh, it is my pleasure to welcome you to the foundation where we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we are applying correct information correctly. And with that said, I want to say all thanks, praises, and honors due to the creator and ancestors. Definitely. I also want to say peace. Shout out, big up. Salute to the big brother. Big brother, Uncle Yusuf L. I know I can be confusing people. The brother's name is Yusuf L. I feel like he'd be my big brother, but he wise like my uncle. So I call him Big Brother Uncle Yusuf L. Who is a high frequency radio network creator, which I am um, definitely proud to be rocking with, rocking under. That the high frequency fam. Shout out to Yusuf L. Check out the Private Side Solutions, SPC University. The brother stays working. It's been and working. I would like to welcome you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. You see how I did that? You can definitely, definitely sign up for the email list. I mean, that's, I feel like that's number one. And then number two, Check out the PDF section. Free information. Just download download that stuff. Definitely check out the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram if you're into that dance. You can also check out the educational tab. Where you will find the Foundation Trust Primer. It's like over like 18 documents handpicked by, you know, the Foundation. If you are looking to get into trust, there it is. We got the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1 and Part 2. Put together by yours truly, just breaking down the fundamentals of the specific trusts or entity that we use to privately, you know, establish our private estate. There's over 80 different types of trusts, so get very specific. We use Supreme Court case law, Black's Law dictionaries, no theories, straight up. Meat, potatoes, and gristle. That's that Foundation Trust series, as well as you can find the Foundation with Chris L. Passport, no social, part one, part two. That's on there as well. You should check it out. Check it out. It's good information. It's good information. Actionable information. Welcome to the foundation.com educational tab. Check it out. You can book a consultation from the website. You as well can make a donation all from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all signing up for that email list. I don't, you know, it's popping. 
Just trying to, you know, bring y'all that content. Peace to all the listeners. Peace to all the live listeners, live callers, live internet listeners, archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, however else you're listening. You could be listening on the spiritual level. Peace. And, and appreciation. I want to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training, as well as all those investing in their private education. As well as peace to anyone we've done business with in private. As well as anyone who sent an email, well wishes, sent a current event, sent a YouTube video that I didn't have time to watch. You know, peace to you. Peace. Appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. So we're going to jump off into this show. What we got today. I'm. You know what? I'm going to start this little series. I don't know how long it's going to be. Obviously, this is one. This is one in the series. The Foundation Glitched the Matrix. We just, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm going to pull no punches as always. I'm going to pancake toes. And I'm going to do my dance while pancaking toes. But this is information. Uh, you know what? We're in the age of information. Let's put it out there. Let's get it out there. Let's get specific with it. Because... You know, you knowing the information is better for all of us, right? So with that being said, the glitch the matrix one is life insurance. I'm going to jump into it, going to get specific, but all topics discussed on this show and all shows are for informational and educational purposes only. It's not to be considered or construed as legal advice. Investment advice, tax advice, none of that. None of it. None of it. So, check it out. Educational, informational. What what else? Entertainment. That's what they use. I ain't no attorney. Back up. Back up. I don't give legal advice. Back up. I'm not in the public. Over here with the lawful dance. I don't do the legal dance. I do the lawful dance. But... So with that being said, let me jump into these current events, man. We're going to jump into the show, you know, uh, Glitch the Matrix Part 1, Life Insurance. We're going to look. I'm going to tell you. So first and foremost, AT&T permanently closing more than 250 stores. It's cutting 3,400 jobs. Citing the economic impact, impact, excuse me, and change in customer behavior due to CV. They're going to be closing 250 stores, cutting 3,400 jobs. I'm sure there will be more. But we got to, you know, we got to do our dance and pay attention. All right, let's jump into this. <clears throat> let's kill this. Kill the music. Kill the music. Okay. CNN Business. This may be America's first known wrongful arrest involving facial recognition CNN business I'm not playing with y'all look and usually I use uh, leave the tech technology current events for the end we're going to start off with this one the American Civil Liberties Union has filed an administrative complaint with Detroit's police department over what the advocacy organization claims is the country's first known wrongful arrest involving facial recognition technology According to the complaint, Robert 
Williams was pulling into the driveway of his home in January when the police vehicle suddenly drove up, blocking him in. Officers leapt out, placed Williams under arrest as his wife and children watched from their doorstep and whisked him away to a detention center a half hour away in Detroit. There he spent the next 30 hours in what his lawyers describe as a crowded and filthy cell. Detroit police believe Williams was responsible for stealing several watches from a local Shinola store. But it turns out the police were wrong, led astray by a computer algorithm, according to the ACLU. In a statement, the Detroit Police Department said facial recognition software is, quote, an investigative tool that is used to generate leads and that it requires additional investigative work, corroborating evidence, and probable cause before making an arrest. Hmm. As the country reckons with decades of police practices that have disproportionately affected so-called black and so-called brown communities, the incident hints at the personal toll wrought on average Americans by the rapid spread of facial recognition in policing and the outsized potential for such technology to misidentify people of so-called color. Facial recognition systems typically use software to match an image of a face with those stored in a database. The technology has been used everywhere from concerts to airports, but is increasingly being scrutinized by privacy and civil liberties advocates, technologists, and lawmakers over concerns about algorithmic discrimination. Here we go. Algorithmic discrimination. Williams, who is, quote, black, end quote, has now become a face of a movement. According to the ACLU's complaint, Detroit police provided the video surveillance of a, quote, black man, end quote, stealing watches from a Shinola store in Michigan. The state police who ran the footage through a facial recognition system and suggested a photo of Williams as a potential match. Shannon Banner, a spokeswoman for the Michigan State Police, referred to CNN's questions about Williams' case to the Detroit police. So algorithmic discrimination with regards to facial recognition software, it's already happening. On top of everything else, this is something that we need to be aware of. I know a lot of people aren't really thinking about it with regards to, okay, well, we're, 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 we are wearing masks. We are, you know, covering our face. I mean, they can identify you. You, you can wear a mask. This facial, this stuff is something to pay attention to. Also on CNN Business, Consumer Reports finds harmful levels of arsenic in Whole Foods bottled Water, man. I'm trusting these people. You know, and, and these, this Whole Foods is supposed to be like a posh spot, right? Just, Amazon just bought it. Consumer Reports warned that bottled water made by Whole Foods contains quote potentially harmful levels of arsenic end quote, amounting to three times the level of the chemical pa- compared to other brands. The Consumer Watchdog Group said today that Starkey Spring Water had concerning levels of arsenic ranging from 9.49 to 9.56 parts per billion. Federal regulations limit the amount of arsenic to 10 parts per billion, although Consumer Reports has been pushing it to be lower to 3 parts per billion for safety and health reasons. 
Although drinking a single bottle of the in-house brand isn't harmful, regular consumption of, quote, even small amounts of the heavy metal over extended periods increases the risk of cardiovascular disease, certain cancers, and lower IQ scores in children, say Consumer Reports. In response, Whole Foods says that Starkey water meets, quote, all FDA requirements and are fully compliant with FDA standards for heavy metals, end quote. Quote, beyond the required annual testing by an FDA-certified lab, we have an accredited third-party lab test every production run of water before it is sold, end quote. A Whole Foods spokesperson said in a statement to CNN Business. Consumer Reports also tested 45 other bottled water brands and found that they had undetectable amounts of arsenic, demonstrating that lower levels are feasible. And it's it's the second time Starkey Spring Water has come under criticism from Consumer Reports within the past two years. The group discovered similar levels of arsenic in the products last year and said it was the only brand it tested that exceeded three parts per billion level of arsenic. The water, which is also sold on Amazon.com, has been the target of a class action lawsuit in 2019 over the health labeling. Hope y'all ain't drinking this. Starkey Spring Water. Starkey. Starkey. Starkey Spring Water. I hope y'all ain't drinking that. Moving on, CNN Business. McDonald's is closing its iconic Times Square location. I'm sure they're blaming it on CV. I told y'all this retail apocalypse is already popping. The uh, pandemic just made it worse. CNN Business, the recession is much worse than the International Monetary Fund expected, and the hit to jobs is catastrophic. The International Monetary Fund has slashed its global economic forecast for 2020. Coronavirus is causing a much deeper recession and a slower recovery than initially expected. The organization said Wednesday that it thinks that global GDP will contract by 4.9% this year, downgrading its estimate from April when output was forecast to shrink only 3%. That was already due to the deepest slump since the Great Depression of the 1930s. The pandemic is causing an unprecedented decline in global activity, according to the International Monetary Fund. It said the global labor market has taken a catastrophic hit. Movement outside the home remains depressed. Companies have cut back on investment and consumer spending has dropped significantly. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a more negative impact on activity in the first half of 2020 than anticipated. And the recovery is projected to be more gradual than previously forecast. The international monetary fund said in its report, the outlook is slightly rosier than those provided by the world bank and the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which have recently forecast that global GDP would shrink by 5.2% and 6% respectively before rebounding in 2021. But the IMF warned of a higher than usual degree of uncertainty around its forecast, which it said was based on a number of assumptions, including stable financial conditions. And it pointed to difficult of charting the trajectory of the virus and measures to contain it, as well as the impact of voluntary social distancing on spending, the consequences of new workplace safety measures, and lingering unemployment. 
The global economy is shrinking dramatically. China, which got a head start in recovery, is expected to log growth at 1%, in part due to policy support from the government. India's economy, meanwhile, is forecast to shrink 4.5%. The U.S. economy is expected to shrink 8%, while output across 19 countries that use the euro could decline by 10.2%. Countries in Latin America are struggling to contain the virus. Will also be hit hard. Brazil's economy is expected to contract 9.1%, while Output in Mexico could decline by 10.5%. Mexico produces a lot of silver for the world market as well. The International Monetary Fund expects the global economy to grow by 5.4% in 2021. Still, 6.5 percentage points below pre-pandemic projections. So far, governments have announced nearly $11 trillion in fiscal measures. That's $11 trillion. My goodness. Companies are reassessing their supply chains, but that might not add more American jobs. This is CNN Business. Once again, the coronavirus highlighted how interconnected global supply chains are and forced companies to take a long, hard look at how they produce goods. The global spread of COVID-19 underscored that American imports much of its medical supplies, including protective gear and masks. As nations scrambled to get their hospitals stocked up, exporters even restricted and banned shipments. Supply chains are also on the minds of lawmakers in Washington, with some proposals restricting cross-border investments. This could mean some manufacturing, especially the kind now thought of as essential, like medical equipment and drugs, could be brought back home in order to prepare for the next event that disrupts world trade. But that doesn't mean millions of jobs are coming back with it. Quote, curb your enthusiasm since the penicillin industry is not going to mean a ton of jobs for or manufacturing coming to the United States. End quote. This is Jeff Kleintop, chief global investment strategist at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. It simply wouldn't be enough jobs to change the manufacturing landscape of the country. And besides such essential industries, other manufacturing has little reason to return home. Still, the face of globalization might change. After all, U.S. businesses struggled with disruptions to their supply chains going into the lockdown. On top of that, the pandemic followed the protectionist sentiment from the U.S.-China trade war that I'm sorry, denominated headlines. I'm sorry, dominated headlines in 2019. All this could lead to companies to try to protect themselves against future supply chains, outages, material shortfalls. Trade restrictions and tariffs. Multinational companies might change their tried and tested ways, but even so, it is probably too early to speak of deglobalization as a trend. Quote, I think it will tend to regionalization, not bringing the production to the home country, but closer to where it needs to be. So basically, this probably means more jobs for South American companies like I mean, sorry, South American countries like Mexico, El Salvador, such as you can check that out. That's on CNN.com. Check out Reuters.com. The International Monetary Fund predicts deeper global recession. CNN Business again, Dow swings more than 1,000 points in turbulent trading. Volatility has returned to the stock market as the United States and China grapple with the new 
outbreaks. I told y'all this stuff was going to crash again. It's not done. It's going to crash again, too. Watch. It was a roller coaster day on Wall Street where stocks opened sharply before powering some of their losses, blah, 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 stock market. I'm moving on. Reuters, Wall Street finishes lower on rising virus cases, weak economic view. Wall Street's three major indices on Wednesday, today, suffered their biggest daily percentage drop in almost two weeks as the surge in U.S. cases intensified fears of another round of government lockdowns and worsening economic damage. The United States has recorded the second largest rise in infections since the crisis began, with the flare-up of cases in states where restrictions meant to contain the outbreak were lifted early. The governors of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut announced that visitors from states with high infection rates must self-quarantine for two weeks. It's not looking good. Update. COVID risk likely to outlast U.S. stimulus. Bridgewater. U.S. stimulus efforts may be able to support corporate cash flows for the summer, but economic risk from the pandemic is likely to extend far beyond that. Bridgewater Associates co-chief investment officer Bob Prince said today, U.S. corporate income has been decimated by global business shutdowns and record layoffs, unprecedented Federal Reserve measures to back the financial markets and the Treasury Department programs to fund individuals and small businesses can tide companies over for the summer if incomes remain low, he said. But the pandemic risk will probably last 18 to 24 months. And he said, quote, I refer to that as duration mismatch. Westport, Connecticut-based Bridgewater has roughly $138 billion in assets and manages the world's largest hedge fund. Though some companies may falter because of the limits of the U.S. stimulus operations, Prince also said those programs have added companies to a class considered too big to fail. Designation was given to U.S. banks bailed out during the 2007-2009 financial crisis because they were deemed systemically Important quote, the government is now involved in making choices about where capital goes, and we can we can call that state capitalism, said Prince. Four major tools can be used to promote recovery from a recession, Prince said, citing monetary policy, fiscal policy, debt restructuring and currency devaluation. Man, some U.S. fiscal and monetary policy has been loosened. Prince said the question for Bridgewater and his clients is, quote, do we transition to debt restructurings and currency devaluation? And from there, what is the status of the dollar as a reserve currency? Here we go with this reserve currency conversation. Check it out. CNN Business Markets Now. And remember I was telling y'all, watch out for the melt up. When everybody starts getting into the stock market because everybody doesn't want to miss out and then everybody like main, they call them main street investors. Those of us, you know, people who don't really know about investing, we just get into it anyways. Check it out. Millennials working from home may be moving the market. Mm. Stocks are still significantly higher than they were in mid-March, even after uh, the blood-curdling drop of last Thursday. 
Many experts have been scratching their heads, wondering who is investing right now. The economy and corporate profits are in free fall because of the outbreak. So is the market being propped up by the Federal Reserve, which is now buying ETFs and big mutual funds, hedge funds, and other institutional investors hunting for bargains? Not exactly. It appears that many individual traders have been buying up stocks in recent months, including risky bankrupt firms, as well as Fang tech giants. Fang is uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple. Uh, Netflix and Google Fang stocks Younger millennials are actively hunting for bargains One of the co-founders of the popular trading app Robinhood said in a recent investment conference Quote, we see a lot of buying activity Of specifically Industries that were impacted by the pandemic End quote This is Robinhood co-founder And co-CEO Vladimir Tenev Tenev, I don't know Tenev added that the firm's customers, whose median age is 31, are specifically scooping up shares of airlines, video conferencing, and streaming media companies, as well as biotechs. That's an interesting array of stocks, since these sectors represent a bet on both an eventual recovery, as well as a continued work from and stay-at-home environment. So if millennials are jumping to the market, mm, here we go. We're starting to see things get weird. All right, so check this out. CNN Business, an alarming number of people are complaining about their city credit card accounts. Okay, here we go. City accounted for nearly 37% of pandemic-related complaints to regulators about credit cards between March 16th and May 20th, according to an analysis by Consumer Reports. That was four times as much as the next closest bank. The analysis of Consumer Financial Protection Bureau complaints database found. Paul Rose complained about several aspects from inflexible late fees and interest charges to refusals to provide assistance for those with financial hardships. Quote, Citibank's practices are particularly, particularly, excuse me, egregious during a time of severe hardship when so many families have been pushed beyond the brink financially. End quote. This is Saidi Jazz. Policy analyst at Consumer Reports, with 55 million accounts, Citi calls itself the world's largest credit card issuer. It provides frequent flyer credit cards to American Airlines and cards for major U.S. brands, including Best Buy, Home Depot, Exxon Mobil, and Sears. Quote, numerous consumers complained that Citibank's customer support staff was unhelpful, inflexible, and uninformed about the help that is available is available. Excuse me. End quote. One Best Buy customer from Pennsylvania filed a complaint with the Consumer fin- Financial Protection Bureau, saying Citibank is charging $100 in monthly interest, even though he or she was laid off because of the pandemic. This is absolutely disgusting. The customer wrote. The database indicates the complaint was closed without offering non-monetary relief and. City chose not to make its response public. Another borrower from Texas complained City charged unnecessary late fees and interest. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Check this out. And we're going to see more and more of this stuff, too. Hertz. Remember I was telling you all about this? Hertz tried to sell stock after going bankrupt. Here's what that tells us. CNN, see, they're going to tell you what it means. They're going to tell you. Hertz won't be selling $500 million in stock after all, but the company, the bankrupt company's attempt to do so says a lot about the state of markets. 
What's happening, Hertz, which filed for bankruptcy four weeks ago, said Thursday afternoon it was pulling the plug on its planned stock sale. It did so after learning Monday that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission was looking into the move. The company wanted to raise cash to help it through the bankruptcy process as retail investors piled into the company's shares. But the move raised eyebrows. Even Hertz warned that the stock was likely to be worthless at the end of its bankruptcy reorganization. The episode is a clear illustration of just how speculative the market has come. And I'm telling you, it has become. Here comes this extreme speculation in these markets. We got millennials jumping in. We got bankrupt stocks going through the roof. Um, This is the melt up, y'all. This is the melt up in the stock market. All this stuff is happening, and it's 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 happening also because of all the stimulus that's going out. You know, it's not it's not the best dance that's popping, but hey, it's a, it's a dance. S and P five hundred is on track for another week of gains. It's fourth in five weeks. Investors are betting that unprecedented support from policymakers will be enough to keep propping up the market. That's created a new wave of irrational exuberance turned popularized by former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan. The most bought stocks on free trading app Robinhood over the last 30 days include a good chunk of what Data Truck Research co-founder Nicholas Colas calls speculative trades that border on lottery tickets. The list includes Tesla competitor Nikola, the entertainment company Genius Brands, and, of course, Hertz. Quote, investors are bidding up some of the worst performing companies just because they believe the current stimulus policies will keep them afloat. End quote. This is Hussein Saeed, chief marketing strategist at FXTM. It's not given that markets will continue to rise. Bank of America observed in a note to clients on Friday. It's not a given that markets that will will continue to rise. I'm sorry, continue to rise. The bank observed three main risks that could threaten the rally. The pandemic gets worse, triggering a reversal in the reopening process. See what's going on. Monetary or fiscal fatigue kicks in as central banks run low on ammunition and further rounds of government stimulus fail to impress. And business and personal spending doesn't rebound as much as expected and bankruptcies take a heavy toll. But that hasn't dissuaded some retail investors armed with time, access to no-fee trading, and U.S. stimulus checks. Colas thinks the new retail gold rush may already be waning based on Google search data for terms like buy stocks and Robinhood. He doesn't see retail enthusiasm in and of itself as a reason to doubt stocks, noting that small investors are snapping up plenty of blue-chip names like Apple and Amazon. Still, the Hertz episode underscores the warning from many Wall Street strategists. Markets are looking frothy. Man, y'all got me be, I hope y'all being careful. California Resources pays interest on 2024 bond a month late. This is Reuters. U.S. oil and gas producer California Resources Corp. last week paid interest due on an unsecured 2024 bond about a month late. Two people familiar with the matter said today. The company, California's largest oil and gas producer, has been struggling with the sharp drop in oil prices and demand this year. It told investors 
last month and might not be able to continue operations without debt restructuring. The semi-annual coupon payment on its $2.25 billion senior unsecured note was due on May 15th, according to Refinitiv Icon data. Corporate notes typically allow a grace period to make missed payments. California Resources did not respond to a request for comment. Quote, they must feel as though they have enough liquidity to get through the short term and stave off a restructuring and hope for commodity prices to return. End quote. These big companies are starting to miss payments. 24-hour fitness files for bankruptcy and closes 100 gyms. CNN Business. National gym chain 24-hour fitness has filed for bankruptcy after the pandemic forced its fertility I'm sorry, facilities to shut for months. 24-Hour Fitness said Monday in its Chapter 11 filing that it secured $250 million in funding to help reopen some of its clubs and expects a majority of locations to be open by the end of June. However, it's emerging as a smaller chain. It permanently closed 100 U.S. locations in 14 states with roughly 300 clubs remaining. CNN Business, y'all can check that out. I'm going to move on. Look for more stuff like this as well. Minnesota, the state, the state of Minnesota sues Exxon, Coach, and API for being deceptive on climate change. You're going to see states that start suing companies, suing. I mean, look, man, here comes the brokenness. How much is the state's getting stimulus? The state of Minnesota today filed a lawsuit against the American Petroleum Institute, Exxon Mobil Court, and Coach Industries for what it called a decades-long campaign to deceive the public about climate change. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison announces um, the lawsuit, which is the latest in a series of legal challenges by states, cities, and citizen groups targeting fossil fuel companies over their role in global warming. It is also the first naming um, American Petroleum as a as a defendant, which is the nation's main oil and gas industry lobby group. Attorney General Keith Ellison said that the state believed the API, Exxon, and Coach violated Minnesota laws barring consumer fraud, deceptive trade practices, and false advertisement. And look, this is going to, look, remember I, t- I was telling y'all about this, you know, this globalization, the, the Great Reset. They're they're heavy on moving quickly away from fossil fuels and fossil fuel consumption. So this is part of, in my opinion, the public push to kind of demonize these types of fuels and stuff and the companies who who bring these types of resources um, to the market. And, you know, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. But, you know, hey. I'm not, you know, hey, I'm not the, uh, you know, the end all be all of knowledge. I'll just be seeking the truth. The complaint, um, and I'm sorry, the complaint alleges the company's and industry body strategized to deceive the public about climate science to protect their business interests and accuse them of multi-pronged campaign of deception conducted over the last 30 years. So they got the green light. I'm telling you, everybody got the green light. If y'all go and check out the last show I did, or was it just so before? It was the... Um, the globalization 4.0 plan, the great reset, that's the green light. 
the green the light has been struck, man. Here we go. It's popping. It's popping, it's popping, it's popping. <clears throat> the fraud, deceptive advertising, and other violations of Minnesota state law and common law that the lawsuits the lawsuit shows they perpetrated have harmed Minnesotans health and our state's environment, infrastructure, and economy, Ellison said. He said the state has asked the Minnesota District Court to require the defendants to fund an education campaign on climate change and pay for damages caused by global warming. So these companies are going to pay to educate everyone that we need to stop using these companies. Um, I'm, I'm going to go that. Look, look, green light, gold. Vaults to highest since October 2012 as dollar stumbles. Gold prices surged to their highest since October 2012. Yesterday, driven by weakness in the U.S. dollar and the widespread monetary stimulus packages by central banks as a jump in the cases of the virus dents the economic outlook. Quote, the tsunami of stimulus. Man, they calling this stimulus a tsunami. <laughs> The tsunami of stimulus coming in from everywhere is not only inflationary, but also painting a weaker picture of the economy and making gold look attractive. End quote. This is Edward Muir, analyst at ED and F Man Capital Markets. Gold gained nearly 16% this year. That's a crazy gain, 16%? Were y'all listening to me? Were y'all jumping on the care bars? Y'all get your care bars? Because it's 16%, baby. Supported by global stimulus measures since the non-yielding metal is considered a hedge against inflation and currency debasement. I'm telling you, they're telling the truth now. That now they're telling the truth. Now they're telling the truth. Look, and, and gold's not going to get any cheaper. Neither is silver. Dun & Bradstreet looks to raise up to $1.38 billion in a United States initial public, public offering. U.S. business analytics firm Dun & Bradstreet said on Wednesday it was looking to raise $1.38 billion in its initial public offering as the market for new listings roars back to life. The crisis, which had upended the financial markets, had slammed the brakes on market debuts, sorry, debuts for a while, but the appetite for new offerings is back up. The company intends to offer 65.75 million shares in its IPO and has set a price range of $19 to $21 per share, according to its Regulatory filing. Done in Bradstreet, y'all. They go on public. It's crazy times we live in, B. Um, where do I want to go? I want to talk about this. CNBC, check it out, y'all. Y'all need to check this out. Trump will not follow New Jersey coronavirus quarantine order. Quote, he's not a civilian. End quote. White House says. The White House said today that the president, Donald Trump, will not change his plan to travel to New Jersey this weekend, despite the new order by governor, by the governor requiring visitors who have been in the states with high numbers of coronavirus cases to quarantine for 14 days. <laughs> quote, the president of the United States is not a civilian, end quote, said White House spokesman Judd, yeah, Judd, Judd Deere. When asked about Trump's compliance with the quarantine order, given his travel Tuesday to Arizona, which has seen a rise in the rate of COVID-19 cases. Quote, anyone in close proximity to him, including staff, guests, and press 
are tested for COVID-19 and confirmed to be negative, end quote. With regard to Arizona, the White House followed its COVID mitigation plan to ensure president did not come into contact with anyone who was symptomatic or had not been tested, end quote, the spokesman added. Anyone traveling in support of the president this weekend will be closely monitored for symptoms and tested and therefore pose little to no risk to the local population. <laughs> Trump is the commander-in-chief of the U.S. military. He has never been a member of the military. Trump is expected to travel this weekend to his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey. In past visits to the club, he has flown on Air Force One to airports in Newark and Morriston. This is a smart thing to do. We have taken our people through hell and back. Murphy told reporters, blah, blah, blah. Y'all should, they saying Trump's not a... Trump, he's not a civilian. What is a civilian? But he's not in the military either. What is a civilian? Black's Law Dictionary, 4th edition, look up civilian. <clears throat> CNN Business. And then I'm, you know, I got two more and then we're out, okay? I promise. U.S., the United States clears the way for self-driving vehicle with no steering wheel or pedals. All right. The federal government has cleared the way for a Silicon, Silicon Valley startup to deploy thousands of its self-delivery vehicles on U.S. streets. Neuro, based in Mountain View, California, is now able to launch up to 5,000 of its R2 autonomous vehicles over the next two years, according to the United States Department of Transportation. R2 has no steering wheel, no pedals, or side mirrors as it's designed to be unmanned and carry cargo. Large compartments on its side open up to reveal deliveries such as groceries or pizza, Uber Eats, y'all, y'all door dashes. Neuro, I'm telling you, here it comes. Neuro said it will initially deploy the R2 in six zip codes in Houston, covering 160,000 residents. It plans to start delivering Domino's Pizza in Houston soon, although it didn't specify an exact date. In December, the company announced a partnership with Walmart Autonomous Grocery Delivery in Houston sometime this year. The federal government has told self-driving companies to apply for exemptions to its vehicle standards in order to more quickly get innovative technologies onto roadways. Nero is the first company to receive an exemption from the Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards, which requires cars to have a long list of safety features, including airbags and seat belts. Well, no one needs that because there's no one. No one's going to be in it. The R2 is also classified as a low-speed vehicle, so it doesn't have to meet the same safety requirements as cars and SUV. Low-speed vehicles can only go as fast as 25 miles per hour and must not weigh more than 2,500 pounds. Nero is required to report any crash-related information to the federal government and to periodically report general information about the R2's operation. Quote one will need to look at the fine print of the reporting requirements to fully assess if NHTSA will be requiring robust enough information on adverse events to fully quantify the risks and benefits of the deployments. This is Brian Reamer, a research scientist in MIT Age Lab and the associate director of the New England University's Transportation Center at MIT Initially, the R2 will be followed by a vehicle with a human driver who will monitor it and intervene remotely if needed. That's only initially. The R2 is already being tested on private land. 
Nero plans to build only a few hundred R2s in the first year and will remain focused on Houston for the time being. Unlike most self-driving companies, Nero is focused on carrying goods rather than people. There are fewer, fewer safety and ethical questions when autonomous vehicles carrying groceries than a human being. Such questions as to whether a pedestrian or passenger should be prioritized in a crash can be avoided. It's coming, y'all. You know what else is coming? CNN Business. Why more states could legalize cannabis in 2021. Ah. Amid recession and social unrest, the cannabis industry sees its moment. Actions by states to reduce criminal penalties for marijuana use and possession are fueling momentum for a broader movement to legalize cannabis and have it serve as an economic engine for cash-strapped coffers. I'm telling you, man, they're about, they're about to legalize marijuana. They're about to legalize about to legalize marijuana. Uh, economic engine. Quote, I expect a record number of states to legalize marijuana in 2021, in part due to the financial pressures, along with the racial injustice imperative to reduce unnecessary police-civilian interactions. End quote. This is Karen O'Keefe, Director of State Policies for the Marijuana Policy Project. The lobbying organization behind many state cannabis policies in place today. In recent weeks, a spate of U.S. states have sought to relax decades-old drug laws that criminalize cannabis use and possession and disproportionately jailed, quote, black people, end quote, for nonviolent offenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A recession boom in the cannabis industry's performance during the pandemic that has lent credence to a growing notion within the industry that cannabis may be recession-proof and could be a boon to beleaguered budgets. Cannabis businesses were deemed essential in most states where the drug is illegal, despite some initial volatility excuse me, volatility from mid-March panic buying and a subsequent short-term drop-off sales have remained steady, if not robust. Sales were up 26% in Washington State and 46% in California. But cannabis legalization should not be viewed as a cure-all for state fiscal woes. Policy experts and economists caution, adding that creating a robust, safe, and sustainable industry takes time. Facing economic turmoil, municipalities and states are trying to get creative with revenue generation, imposing taxes on activities such as sports betting and products like vaping devices. And while cannabis regulation could pull in new revenue, estimates put the illicit market at $60 billion. The benefits to states won't come immediately. This is no short-term solution because it takes time. If you're looking for a fiscal year, 2021, you're worried about legalization of marijuana, is it going to be a solution? Cannabis policy development and regulation can be a delicate dance. Texas, I'm sorry, taxes have been... <laughs> I got a new screen, y'all, man. This is it's kind of weird looking at this thing. Taxes have been high enough to ensure proper, I'm sorry, proper regulatory guardrails and enforcement, but not too high to can keep consumers in illicit markets. Early this year, Barnes floated the idea of creating cannabis municipal bonds to help cities generate additional revenue. Man, these fools are broke. And it's just getting worse. If you are 
and he quotes, essential worker, you're good. Most of us are essential workers, so we're good. Um, I think it's time to capitalize on, you know, this wealth transfer. And, you know, we're going to get into that. And, you know, hey, with that being said, that's the that's it for current events. I appreciate y'all. That was a lot. That was a lot. I know it was a lot. I know it was a lot. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Y'all needed to know that. All right. Glitch the Matrix 1, life insurance. Listen, look. I'm going to get right into this because y'all have been patient. Although term life insurance provides only pure death benefit protection, permanent or whole life insurance is a different story. Permanent life insurance policies provide death benefit coverage plus a cash value component that can allow the policyholder to build up in a substantial amount of tax deferred savings over time. As as tax deferred growth goes. Life insurance policies, typically, specifically whole life insurance policies, are cold business. Now, what do I mean by glitch the matrix? Glitch the matrix is um, the matrix is set up, and when I say the matrix, I'm talking about you know co- the commercial uh, system, the commercial system. So the commercial matrix, the commercial system. I don't mean matrix like the movie. You can look up the term matrix and understand what that means, but. When I'm talking about glitching the matrix, I'm talking about glitching the commercial system. Now, first and foremost, you know, we're taught to believe that in this commercial system, it's all about how much money that we make, how much money you make. You big baller, you flashing, you know, you got your dance, you know, whatever. It's not about how much money you make. It's truly not. It's about how much money you keep. And one of the ways to glitch the matrix is to not concern yourself with how much money you make, but actually concern yourself with how much money you keep if you are mature of mind and adolescent and you are truly about your family you're not really worried about how much you make you're worried about how much you keep because how much you keep directly translates to the assets of your private estate as well as the quality of life that those within your family are are allowed to Experience. Quality of life is, do we take the bus? Do we have a car? Do we do we fly um, commercial? Do we fly business? Do we fly first class? Do we fly private? Do we go to islands? Do we not? Quality of life, what are you doing? What type of lifestyle are you living? Now, when it comes to the matrix, the matrix is built and set up to keep us on the bottom, hands down. If you don't understand that, if you can't see that, you got to do more studying. I don't want to get into that in this episode of the foundation. I just want to talk about this glitch and this glitch in the matrix is tax deferment, tax deferred growth of income in a specific type of contract. Yes, I said contract. You know me. I'm so L. I love this private dance. I'm all about going private. Trustee training, admin at email. I'm sorry, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. But when it comes to this contract, this contract has been around for a long time. It's called a life insurance contract. And if you understand what you're doing, if you understand how to do the dance, This is one of the first ways, once we're private, that we um, 
use to glitch the matrix. And when I say glitch the matrix, modify how much we're actually keeping. Modify how much our estate is actually able to keep versus how much income or wealth comes into the estate. It's all about what you keep. I don't give a flying whatever dance about what you make. That doesn't matter to me. It does not. So, with that being said, tax-free dividends. I'm sorry. With permanent life insurance policies such as whole life insurance, the gain in cash value is not taxed until it is withdrawn. Withdrawn. This means that funds are essentially able to obtain gains on top of gains on top of gains on top of gains. Year after year, allowing the money to grow substantially over time. When the policyholder does not make a withdrawal, the gains are taxed as ordinary income. If you don't harvest the cash value before death, however, you risk the chance of the cash value, including the policy dividends, will be absorbed by the insurance company and only the death benefit will be paid out to the beneficiary. In many cases, dividends received on eligible life insurance policies are also tax-free and do not have to be reported on the policyholder's tax return. This is because dividends are considered a return of policy premiums. It is important to note, though, that dividends could become taxable if they start to exceed the net amount of premium that has been paid into the policy, and this is known as a modified endowment contract or a MEC. A modified endowment contract is a cash value life insurance contract where the premiums paid have exceeded the amount allowed to keep the full tax treatment of a cash value life insurance policy. In a modified endowment contract, distributions of cash value are taken from taxable gains first as compared to distributions taken from non-taxable contributions. In other words, withdrawals will typically be taxed as ordinary income instead of treated as non-taxable income. And this is what you have to avoid when glitching the matrix with life insurance policies. This is not legal advice. This is not legal advice, man. Upon the death of the insured... The cash value, including the policy's dividends, is absorbed by the blah, 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 blah. I said that, right? Cash withdrawals. You can take cash back out of the policy if it has sufficient cash value. A withdrawal will generally be tax-free up to the amount of the policyholder's basis in the plan. This basis amount of money is basically all the premiums that have been paid via the, premium, uh, via the payments. Any amount above the basis is considered to be a gain. The gain is subject to ordinary income tax on withdrawal. Withdrawals are typically treated as coming out of the policy's basis first and then the gain. In order to access cash withdrawal, it's typically necessary to contact the insurance company directly in a cash surrender. You simultaneously simultaneously take out the cash value and cancel your policy, but I wouldn't do that. That is ridiculous. Policy loans. Yo, the cash value in a permanent life insurance policy may also be used as security for a policy loan. As long as you repay the loan, you are not wiping out the coverage provided by the policy because you're only working with cash value. When a policyholder borrows against the cash value in a permanent policy, 
It is not considered a distribution, and it is not counted as income. It is not counted as income. It is not counted as income. So if you have a, you have um, one of these life insurance policies, and I'm just going to let you know, man, y'all need to download this, rewind this, do what you got to do, do what you got to do. So a policyholder paying the premiums of a life insurance policy, let's say those premiums are $10,000 a year. Paying those premiums to a life insurance policy, there is a tax benefit for paying policy premiums. And then that policyholder can turn around and take that money back as a loan. I don't care how much money you make. It matters how much you keep. Control everything, own nothing. There are no taxes due on life insurance policy no loans and no surrender charges because the policyholder is not technically withdrawing any money. Death benefits. Policy death benefits are usually paid to beneficiaries. Income tax free. Internal Revenue Code Section 101A. Tax free. Death benefits. Benefits paid out before the insurer's death because of chronic or terminal illness are tax-free. Internal Revenue Code Section 101G1. Policy cash values. Cash values can grow within the policy without being subject to tax. Internal Revenue Code Section 72. Withdrawals up to the amount of the policy owner's tax basis are not subject to income tax. So you're putting it in there, tax-free, you can withdraw it. Tax-free. In internal, internal Revenue Code Section 72, cash values exceeding the owner's tax basis may be borrowed from the policy income tax-free as long as the policy stays in force. Internal Revenue Code Section 72 and 7702. The owner may exchange an existing policy for a new one free of income taxes. Internal Revenue Code, Section 1035. 1035 exchange, y'all. The owner may exchange a life insurance policy for an annuity free of income taxes. Internal Revenue Code, Section 1035. Life insurance policies transfer wealth to beneficiaries through the death benefits paid out when an insured dies. Over the years, Congress created the federal, state, gift, and generation skipping transfer tax to the Internal Revenue Code to tax and regulate the transfer of wealth. Each of these taxes gives insured opportunities for life insurance to pass on wealth to family members with favorable results. Death benefits paid to surviving spouse who is a U.S. citizen qualify for uh, marital deduction and aren't taxed. Internal Revenue Code Section 2056. Death benefits payable to others aren't part of the taxable estate if the insured did not have an incident of ownership in the policy at any time within three years before the death. Internal Revenue Code Sections 2042 and 2035. Gift taxes. Premiums paid by the policy owner aren't treated as taxable gifts. Funds an insured gives to someone else who owns the policy can avoid gift taxes if they qualify for the gift gift tax annual exclusion or the lifetime gift tax exemption. I know I'm going fast. 
I suggest you download this. The cash value of your whole life insurance policy will not be taxed while it's growing. This is known as tax deferred, and it means that your money grows faster because it's not being reduced by taxes each year. This means the interest you make on your cash value is applied to a higher amount. It also likely that your earning power during your prime working years will put you into a higher income bracket, meaning you're paying a higher percentage of your income in taxes. Later in life, when you're long longer bringing home a regular paycheck, your income and your tax bracket could be lower. So if you withdraw your money when you're in a lower tax bracket, it will get taxed less than if you first applied it to your account. Whole life insurance is a robust permanent type of insurance that doesn't simply vanish once a time frame is over. Unlike the basic term life insurance that many people buy and your cash value can help create a significant asset. Interest and dividend payments from the insurance company can build up your cash value. Annual dividends are never guaranteed, but some mutual fund, mutual, uh, mutual life insurance companies pay them out year after year. Another factor is taxes in general. The interest buildup portion of your annual increase in the policy's cash value is not taxed annually. Another life insurance tax benefit kicks in if you decide to borrow against your cash value, although this type of loan is treated is not treated as taxable income. It will have interest charged by the insurance company until you pay it back, but the interest that is charged is added to the cash value of your policy. You can also choose not to pay the loan back, although this would affect the amount of your life insurance payout to the beneficiaries. The third major life insurance tax benefit affects the money your beneficiaries will receive after you pass away. This is normally untaxed and is generally quicker for them to receive than things like property and other assets. While an estate has to go through probate, even if you leave a will, that can take several months. A public estate has to go through probate. Sorry. Life insurance policy payout will get to your beneficiaries typically within weeks. The death benefit itself is income tax-free. I'm just... Any earnings accumulated in your insurance policies cash value grow free from taxes... The death benefit of your permanent life insurance is generally passed on to your beneficiaries free of federal income tax. Premium withdrawals may be tax-free. Transfers among underlying investment options of a variable life insurance policy are generally not subject to current income or capital gains. I'm telling y'all, this is how we glitch the matrix. Bankingtruth.com, famous entrepreneurs who used whole life insurance as their bank Would you believe that Magic Kingdom of Walt Disney would not exist if Walt didn't have a well-funded whole life insurance policy? Walt Disney's whole life policy acted as his own personal bank to provide the necessary liquidity to fund his dream. At the time, it was a vision that only he could see, but one of the masses, um, one that the masses from around the globe would someday enjoy. There are countless other stories of famous entrepreneurs who have essentially used the cash value in their life insurance policies to help with these three common phases of business. Part one, starting their business, growing their business, or saving their business. Hmm. 
Walt was trying to start a business, but had a very difficult time getting banks to partake in the vision of Cartoon Mouse and Duck that would bring in masses from around the world. The Disneyland source book quotes, I could never convince financiers that Disneyland was feasible because dreams offer too little collateral. Thankfully, he had previously built his own bank using whole life insurance, unfettered, borrowed against his life insurance, and sold his second house just so he could develop his idea to the point where he could show others what he had in mind. Studio employees worked on the project paid from Walt Disney's personal funds. Because Walt Disney had his guaranteed access to liquidity, he was able to eventually capitalize on his dream and create a multinational empire for generations to enjoy. If you saw the movie, The Founder, starring Michael Keaton, you know that his success didn't happen overnight. It's documented that Ray Kroc borrowed against two different cash value life insurance policies to pay his key employees along the way. He also funded McDonald's hallmark branding campaign using the precious liquidity provided by his whole life insurance policy. Ronald McDonald was born because Ray Kroc was able to acquire funds at any time for any reason from his own private family bank. J.C. Penney has had his chain of department stores on autopilot and cash flowing nicely during the boom and roaring 20s. It was a quintessential American dream fulfilled, like most business owners, at the stage of prosperity. Mr. James Cash Penny diversified into a vast stock portfolio as well as acres upon acres of Florida real estate. Um, he also bought life insurance. Regardless of why he bought it, his whole life insurance policy quickly became his favorite asset class after the stock market crashed in 1929. The Great Depression ensued. Real estate tanked, especially overvalued Florida real estate. Banks failed by the dozens as masses came in demanding their deposits back. However, there was much stricter reserve requirements placed upon life insurance companies than on banks. Many of the prominent life insurance companies at the time actually participate participated in bailing out the banking industry. These ultra-conservative life insurance companies were therefore in a very enviable position in terms of liquidity, and so were their whole life insurance policyholders. Thanks to, to the contractual growth and guaranteed liquidity inherent in whole life insurance policy, you could say that life insurance companies also bailed out JCPenney during the Great Depression. Around the same time that the crash hit, James Cash Penny's health was starting to give way, probably due to the stress of the situation. How reassuring it must have been for JC to know that even though he took a large loan against cash value to save his business, there would still be a substantial death benefit paid out to his family if he were to pass away during the tumultuous time. Telling y'all, five businesses saved by cash value in life insurance. What are these businesses? JC Penny, 1929. Foster Farms, Max Inverter Foster borrowed 1000 against their life insurance policy to invest in an 80-acre chicken farm. Today, Foster Farms products are sold all over the world. 1939, 1955, Disneyland, Disneyland. 1961, McDonald's. 1980, Pampered Chef. I'm sorry, Chef. Doris Christopher used a I'm telling y'all straight up, I ain't playing no games. I'm not telling you to sign up for an email list first or nothing. I'm telling you, this is how the wealthy and those who are informed glitch the matrix. Main thing, life insurance policy. 
is the only thing that's guaranteed in this life for sure is death. And this is the only contract that I know of on the planet. That pays the beneficiary beneficiaries when someone dies. You imagine that? Plus there's cash value to boot. You become your own bank. But I'm not gonna get into private family bank. I'm we still talking about life insurance now. For those of you who stuck around, we got about sixty seconds left in the broadcast. You're gonna wanna call in four two four two 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 five two five zero. You will be cut off very soon. You're going to miss this. I'm about, to, I'm about to drop some more jewels. How this applies to those of us that are private. How does this apply to those in trustee training? I know a lot of trustees listen to the show. Specifically, when you're dealing with trust and trust administration, you got to understand the trust takes its allowable expenses as deductions. According to the trust indenture, the trust that we use, they're not governed or controlled by state statute in any way, shape, or form. So the trusts trusts take their allowable expenses according to the trust indenture. And anything else that's left over is up for taxation. I'm going to say it again. Private contractual trusts are able to take a deduction for their allowable expenses, ordinary and necessary expenses, according to the trust indenture. Now, a lot of times, if you if you study corporations, you're going to come across, especially if you come study corporate wealth, you're going to come across these whole life insurance policies. And you're going to come across what is known as key man, K-E-Y, like a key lime or a key and a lock. Key man insurance. And these insurance policies are um, on executives typically, high-level executives of corporations and high-level administrators. Those executives and administrators who if anything happened to them, the corporation will be irreparably damaged. They'd have to find someone else to take that place. It's a highly skilled person who's occupying these positions. So the corporations take out what is known as key man insurance is how it's coded and you know how they do their finances, but it's ultimately whole life insurance policies with cash value. The owner of this key man insurance is the corporation itself. If anything happens to this person that is insured, the corporation gets the death benefit, not the family. And you'll see in a lot of corporate documents with regards to executive and high-level administrators, they'll have a clause in there where they have to sign and agree to allow insurance to be put on them in the name of the company. And they got to agree that these particular policies, the beneficiaries, will not be them or their family members. And this is typical. This is very normal. Very, very normal. And now this premium on this insurance has now become an expense to the corporation. And corporations as well as trusts pay their expenses first. 
disbursements and distributions and what's ever left over is up for taxation at the corporate rate or the trust rate now private contractual trust those in trustee training are allowed to disperse 100% of his taxable income so anything left after allowable expenses and necessary you know necessary expenses are allowed to disperse 100% of their taxable income to its beneficiary and therefore have no tax implication. Trust, uh, sorry, uh, corporations do something very similar. Most corporations, they don't pay taxes, they pay their expenses, and they distribute their taxable income to the shareholders, and the shareholders have to report that income on their taxes. Now, it depends on how you're holding the shares. Is it personal, through trust, or a corporation? And it depends. And that's why you hear corporations don't pay taxes. If you're administering an LLC or a corporation or anything like that, and you're paying taxes with that corporation, you're doing it wrong. But yet this is used in the public to foment anger. They're not paying their fair share of taxes. You need to understand these entities, how they're set up, and that the Supreme Court says there is no duty for a citizen to pay taxes or to increase one's taxes now privately the owner of these bond policies these key man policies would essentially be the family trust if your family estate has within it a private family foundation that is IRS form 990PF IRS form 990PF if your family has a private family foundation it would probably make sense to put at least a policy or two on one of the trustees or the trustees of the private family foundation as key man now these policies and the premiums now become expenses to the private family foundation which is tax exempt or the private family trust now the beneficiary of the policies would also be the entity the trust just like in the corporate where the key man insurance the owner and the beneficiary is the corporation same thing with the trust in the private or the private family foundation the owner and the beneficiary is the trust or foundation Reunification. So this is a reunification tool in addition to setting up your private family estate. Individual beneficiaries are not going to get their piece, and even though it's still tax-free, and run off and do their own thing. No, the the beneficial distribution from the death benefit of that death um, life insurance policy, excuse me, is going straight to the family trust. The family members must execute the contract indenture to not only only control but benefit from that cash value from that death benefit. And it must be for the benefit of the family trust, which is an additional reunification tool on top of privately setting up your private estate anyways. This is a glitch the matrix. I'm not playing um, the the premiums to the policy, the premiums paid to the policy are an expense, which reduces the, the taxable income, if any, to the to the entity. And you're able to borrow against the cash value 
So you paid the money in premiums, but then you kind of, you got it right back because you borrowed it, and the interest it, it, that is paid on the loan goes into the cash value of the policy. So that builds the policy up too. This incentivizes taking loans on the policy and paying them back. You don't have to pay the loans back. You got a death benefit of $250,000, $500,000. You take out a loan worth $100,000. So $500,000 minus $100,000. So the death benefit will be $400,000. As, as, as long as the owner of the policy pays the interest on the loans, typically annually, it's cool. It's all good. And there's more that goes into this. I suggest that you get into private trustee training. Email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com because there's more than just um, setting up your trust and getting your 9-8 number with regards to being private. There's, there's implications with regards to generational wealth. There's implications with regards to assets and the private holding of assets and the private control of these assets through these entities. There's implications with regards to doing business bank accounts all types of minimum contacts so many benefits when you get into trustee training and you establish your private estate for yourself your children and your future generations because this is a noble cause and you will be helped and guided by your ancestors and if not then you're not you're not you don't have the right intention or the right heart with it But those who are responsible, those who are noble, those who govern themselves and those who look to be accountable and look to be productive to their estate and their family are rewarded. And the family is rewarded. And this is Glitch the Matrix 1. I'm going to do at least, I don't know how many of these I'm going to do. There's a lot though. But life insurance is just one, and it makes much a lot of sense when you get the right policy. It also, it makes more sense when you title the policy properly. When the beneficiaries of the prop the policy are specific and private, and you understand how to administer your system of interrelating trusts. So, you know, like I said, when we started this, I don't care how much you make. It doesn't matter. It doesn't impress me. Yippee skippy. I'm concerned with how much you keep. And that's my main focus with regards to trustee training. So admin and welcome to the foundation.com. This is this along with a lot of other things you're going to learn in trustee training. You're going to learn in your private instruction. You're going to learn in your private um your private mentorship just to say what it is these are things that I do these are things that I actively do I'm not, I don't talk about I don't teach anything that, I, that I'm not specifically familiar with I've been um, administering my private estate with life insurance policy for many not many but uh, several years and it has absolutely helped change the quality of life of my entire family it's also showed me That through proper structure and administration, 
we can reduce the estate taxes to zero or very near zero and still control and keep more of the energy more of the money more of the value within the estate and have less taxation involuntary taxation erode the wealth of our family estate there are wealth eroding factors and trustee training will teach you how to high step all of them joints so with that being said you know I definitely appreciate y'all checking out the show let me, let me check this out we got any callers is this thing tripping I was just, you know, um, I just did a random, I did a, I did a search, uh, tax benefits of whole life insurance or tax benefits of life insurance. This, is, this stuff is easy to come up with. Uh, modified endowment contract, MEC, that's if you do too many contributions, it's, it's look, what you're looking to avoid. Personally, here at the foundation, we have someone that we deal with specifically with regards to setting up these policies. That's this person, very good friend of mine. And um, he is his him and his family is structured the same way my family is structured. So he uses the policies and teaches how to use the policies with regards to private estates and private contractual trusts. So you know, hey, um, this is not a game. It's not a joke. I done pancaked a lot of toes with the show. A lot of people charging a lot of money to be te- teaching you this. But whatever, it's the edge information. It's time for us to step our game up and. The mission of the foundation, or one of the main purposes or verticals of the foundation is to raise, you know, um, our awareness and our knowledge so that we can do business with each other. Because I'm looking to do business with people who look like me. We're looking to do business with people who look like us. So, you know, we got to share some stuff, you know. And, you know, not that not everything is, you know, uh something that you could put a dollar value to and uh, you know what what this information can do for us for the listeners of the foundation for those of us who who are followers of a high frequency you know for us those of us who are just looking away so that we can better ourselves better our lives better our family better our you know financial situation We need to understand how to I mean, look, man. I'm putting it out there. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I'm not going to the phone lines. I, I see y'all, man. I love y'all. Peace. I'm not going to the phone lines. Um, as far as from current events to the show topic, I really did my dance. I, I, you know, hey, and if you don't think so, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Admin at welcome to the foundation. Tell me, yo, the show was whack. I ain't learned nothing. You're garbage. You're a loser. You should stop. I'm going to laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? Respect your opinion and keep it moving. I'm doing my dance. And you can do your dance too. But this is, you know, multi-generational wealth. Not everything that we set up, not everything that I set up am I going to be able to partake in. Not everything that I establish am I going to be able to experience. But just knowing that my future generations will be able to and aren't going to have to go through the things I go through and might be spoiled and stuff and just be them weird little rich kids. 
But they won't be able to tear it up and won't be able to mess it up or tear it down what I built because I built it correctly and I built it solid with a solid foundation. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I suggest you jump in trustee training. Straight up. Take part of this wealth transfer. It's going down. Um, there's gonna be more rounds of stimulus. If you didn't set up your LLC, you didn't get it right, you got there's going to be another round, so you should be setting up your LLC and getting it right. At the very least, if you're not jumping in trustee training, admin at welcometothefoundation.com, book a consultation. Within 60 minutes, I'll give you everything you need to set up your business. Get your uh, business credit profile started, you know, get you registered, um, sorry, class. get your business classified properly on a federal level with uh, 60, an hour, you're good. Don't worry about it. You can just take notes, man. I got you. No problem. Easy. But, um, you know, hey, this is part of that stimulus is part of the wealth transfer and not an individual, you know, the individual taking that stimulus. I feel like that's a minimum contact. But sometimes you got to take it. In the meantime, I know most of us are good. We still working. We probably most of us didn't stop working. Uh, Most of us got money. We just don't know what to do with it. Um, We don't really trust people. And. I didn't really see an example of my parents, those that I trusted and respected in my community or in my family, a, a proper and good example of what to do with my money. You know, so I don't know, and I don't trust you. you know what I'm saying so. You know the foundation. We just, you know, we here to reestablish the fundamentals and the foundational education with regards to commerce, aka the matrix, here in the United States, corporation. That resides in Washington, D.C. With them insular possessions, y'all. But it's all about the family generational wealth. So, I appreciate y'all checking out the show. Glitch the Matrix 1. We're going to do Glitch the Matrix 2. I highly recommend that you go to welcometothefoundation.com. At the very least, sign up for the email list. Be putting blasts out. We don't just, you know, be putting... We look to do one at least once a week. But, you know, we fall short. (laughs) Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You can book a consultation, um, inquire with regards to trustee training. I know people have been hitting me up with regards to the foundation. I'm just going to say it on the air. Um, if you haven't been in trustee training or you can't demonstrate um, trust administration, knowledge, know how, and experience, I don't want to, you know, you got to figure out the foundation some other way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to help any, I'm not going to help you get yourself in trouble. That's basically what I'm saying. Straight up, I, already, I, got, I got enough experience and I'm enough maturity to understand what's good and what's not. So, hey, other than that, you know, I trust y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Don't worry about it. We're gonna be straight. Just you know, pay attention, understand what's good. You know, I keep I walk with my head up. You know, just in case I need to get out the way of something. You know, and that's all I'm saying. Keep your head up, pay attention, but don't freak out, yo. Take advantage of this wealth transfer. Get your get your industry going. Just start. Just begin. Just start. Just start. And um, those of you who are ready to just move and get into this highly technical um, restructuring and wealth management on the private side, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. How you gonna do? What you gonna do in the stock market? How you gonna buy gold and silver? With what? You gonna buy it with the individual? You gonna buy it with a trust? Private. That's up to you though. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Appreciate y'all checking out the show. Make sure y'all say 
10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight because that's important. And I understand that you can do it. I got your back. And, uh, yo, let's do this dance. Let's do it together. Don't worry about the boo-hoo. Chugga-chugga-choo-hoo. Chugga-chugga-choo-choo. <laughs> I'll see you at the finish line. Love y'all. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.